Welcome to Streamable, the podcast about the best streaming content out there. We're going to be reviewing shows and movies from Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney+, Peacock, whatever other services they come up with. So sit back, listen to our review, and then you can tell us how wrong we are on Twitter. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Brett. And together we have over 57 years of movie watching experience. Wait, we were watching movies when we were born? Shh, shut up. It's so stupid. Okay. I was so excited by this comedy romp where Paul Blart lives through a old age in a retirement home and, and, and goes through some crazy antics in, in the old guard, right? The hell are you talking about? <laughs> it's the third Paul Blart movie. <laughs> Paul Blart, old the old guard? No. <laughs> it would be Paul Blart 3. <laughs> Paul Blart is an immortal mall <laughs> cop. Oh, that can work too. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't I find it so funny, but I watched that movie. <laughs> Why did you watch that movie? <laughs> I, I didn't watch Paul Blart. It just popped up in my head. But now I want to watch an immortal. <laughs> I think that would be a better movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, yeah. What we're going over this week is The Old Guard, which uh, is actually about Charlie Stern and her being an immortal soldier and having a team and a, and a team of immortal soldiers. Yeah. Uh, based on a graphic novel by Greg Rucka, which got a sequel has, has a sequel. Uh, no, I think it just finished like two weeks ago. The last issue was published. Yeah. And I mean, was by like... the way, the movie totally sets itself up for a sequel. So, well, yeah, and Greg Rucka wrote the screenplay, so right. I assume he was he was aiming for that sequel money. Honestly, yeah, it it felt like the whole movie was a setup to a sequel, which makes for not a great movie. I agree. Like it was, it was interesting enough, but yeah, like there's not a lot of substance to the movie because it spends so much time just explaining itself and trying to build the world. Yeah, it's a good it's a good world builder and really interesting characters, but that's all it does. Like he didn't write a story; he just built a world and established characters, and then said, "All right, we're gonna do everything in the next one." Right. Like I remember, literally, the, one of the first things you said when we finished watching it was, "Why was this not a TV show instead?" Yeah, it could have been a pilot. Yeah, that's like what the it felt whole like. movie was, could have been a pilot and should have been an extended frankly. pilot. Frankly, yeah. yeah. Uh, would have been better as a pilot. Would have been a great pilot. But I don't know. Yeah, I guess he doesn't have enough content to write a whole show or I, I don't know. It, it was a little weird. And for how, I mean, I had kind of high expectations. It's been rated pretty highly. It's been in the top 10 in Netflix, but really just okay. Yeah, but as we've learned, 
okay when it comes to Netflix movies means spectacular. Hey, it's a solid 5 out of 10, which is probably the best Netflix movie we've seen in the last year. <laughs> probably. All no, right, not, uh, not Klaus. Klaus is still 10 out of 10. When, when was Klaus, though? I don't know, Christmas? I guess. <laughs> that makes sense. If you count the last year of only being 2020, then Klaus wasn't a part of it. Sure. Yeah. The Old Guard is the best Netflix movie in 2020, and that's not really saying anything. I mean, best anything in 2020 is not really saying anything. Actually, uh, was an Extraction Netflix, or was that... Oh, it was, it was, it was. Yeah, Extraction's, yeah, Extraction's a better action better. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it's racist. What? Why? <laughs> Just because, oh. <laughs> you know... Because it, it makes up ben- Bengali and India? That and I don't know. It, it just made me laugh because of how uh, how everything's depicted. We don't we don't see most of Bangladesh. I also don't think that was Bangladesh when we looked it up. Yeah, close enough. Racist. All right, uh, let's jump into the synopsis. All right, so we start off with a shot of a dead Charlize Theron. With her voicing it over. And then we jump back to Morocco. Uh, She meets with Booker, who is one of her crew. And then the rest of her crew, which consists of Nikki and Joe. Yeah, they they basically meet up with Copley, who's like a CIA agent. Because there's some sort of hostage situation going down in, uh, in the South Sudan, which... No one wants to actually get like involved with, so they they bring in this like team. Well, yeah, he says he's former CIA, and he says like, yeah, the the current administration's policy is not to help anyone who's not a strategic ally. So basically, right. like South Sudan isn't worth our time. Yeah, and Copley is played by Tweedledee Four, by the way. The operative he's, from he's uh, awesome Serenity. He's, yeah, he's a lot of things. He is now, but he's always going to be the operative in my heart. Sure. Then, yeah, we head to South Sudan. They basically, like, tactically move in on the compound, taking out guards. Pretty badass. Then they head into the final room, and it's a trap! There's no hostages. And a bunch of other soldiers appear and just gun them down. It's a shit ton of bullets. And that's it. That's the movie. They died. (laughs) <laughs> no so yeah they're immortal so of course that doesn't work they regenerate get up and then kill all of the uh, people ambushing them and it's basically a wolverine regeneration i mean just like the bullets fall out of their skin and they instantly heal kind of what we're used to seeing for regeneration i guess yeah i think i think that's just become the the general like soldiers that get immortal abilities are basically all wolverine because, I mean, you even Wolverine, uh, you see, like, pictures of him, like, fighting in, like, World War II and shit. Because he's been around for so long. Yep. Alright, so, yeah, they get up, they notice that they were being recorded. Well, they uh, murdered they re- everybody. Well, yeah, they murdered everybody, but they, yeah, they, re- they see a camera, and they realize that it was a setup. That they were recorded, like, regenerating. And, like, earlier in the movie... Like, she was very specific to, like, go, like, find this, like, tourist uh, group that was, like, taking a selfie and take their phone and, like, offer to help them take a picture just so she could delete pictures of herself. 
So yeah, they're, that, they're supposed to be like was, ghosts. That was in the trailer, and actually, the trailer for this movie was was pretty good, as I recall, because that's like the most significant thing I remember, and it happened in the first two minutes of the movie. So they didn't spoil the movie, like all the other goddamn trailers I've watched. Oh yeah, I don't watch any trailers, so I actually had no idea what the hell this movie was about. So I was a little like, oh, okay, they're immortal. I didn't know any of this <laughs> when I started it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they realize that Copley set them up. Well, he's he's watching back the yeah, he's footage. He's watching them, and then uh, and then we see a picture of the crew from June eighteen sixty four. Yeah, like literally full Civil War garb, and he yeah. had their names written out. So he's he's been studying them for a while, right? Really. Then it cuts to Afghanistan. Uh, we see some American Marines. And they go to question some women. Like I said, they send like a like a women crew to go uh, question some women about a terrorist. And then they end up in like a gunfight with a terrorist. Uh, they subdue him, but he uh, he like pulls out like a knife and then slashes the throat of uh, one of them. Her name is uh, Nile. I didn't catch her last name. Corporal Nile Freeman. Okay. After she gets her throat slashed. Wildly violent looking. We cut back to the crew in in like a train as they're escaping. They they all have like like visions and stuff. They they were basically all like falling asleep and were startled awake, and they just immediately like, uh, yeah, you, you kind of see flashes of what they saw, which is Nile, and they're like, right. oh, there's a new, a new person. They just apparently feel when other people become immortal. Yeah, so the immortals are drawn to each other. And this is where we kind of question the lore of, like, it seems like the immortality is triggered on death, because clearly, or, or the, the, the healing and the other parts of it are triggered on death. Because clearly, you know, the woman is, like, 20 years old. She would have realized as a kid if her skin healed instantly from scrapes and shit. So I assume it just didn't. Right, but I mean, like, they don't really go into what causes the immortality. Like, for all we well, yeah, know... No, no one has any idea. Yeah, for all we know, it's like some sort of, like, ancient elder god that randomly picks a human to become immortal and only picks soldiers. No, nah, there's no gods. Charlize was a god. She knows. All right. Where were we? Well, before before that, or maybe during the train scene... Andy's like really pissed off that they kind of wasted their time doing that. And she does say like, we've done nothing. The world isn't getting any better. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, She's dis- it, disillusioned. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she feels like, you know, clearly they're, they're a team that tries to do good in the world and she feels like they haven't done any. Yeah. Which is kind of a central theme throughout the whole thing. So sure. Yeah. And they do mention when they feel Nile, that it's been over 200 years. They haven't had anyone new for 200 years. Yeah, the last one was Booker. 1812. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they argue about whether they should go try to find Nile or whether they should just keep focusing on Copley. And then they basically decide that, that Andy, Charlie's character, is going to go find Nile and the rest are going to go after Copley. And then we see Dudley, who is a CEO of a medical tech company pharmaceutical sure i wonder if him being a complete dick and and a med person was based on that that martin screlly dude 
Like, do you remember? Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe the yeah. character was kind of. I'm sure since the, you know, the graphic novel is only a couple years old. Makes yeah, sense. I think the first one only came out in like 2017. Yeah. Yeah, his name is Merrick. Okay. And then yeah, the, he's he's giving like a speech. Basically, they're they're researching like extending like human cognizance, like making sure that like there's no more dementia and stuff. Basically, like trying to make sure that humans can like live longer. Yeah, through gene therapy. But after he gives his little speech and asks for basically a bunch of donation money to make sure his research and company can keep going, or investment money, I guess. Investments. Uh, Yeah. Then we see that he is working with Copley. He is shown the video footage of the old guard regenerating. And he wants to capture them because they basically hold the genetic code to, you know, getting rid of death. Humans can live forever. Presumably, presumably they do. And yeah, I like that. Copley's like, "Hey, you have proof now," and he's like, "No, that's a two million dollar snuff film." So I assume he Merrick was financing the team and everything behind the scenes. Yeah, makes sense. It's not even a two million dollar snuff film. Like, that's not even proof. People would claim that uh, that's just uh, special effects. No one believes anything. Uh, no, no, I think I think that was kind of his assertion. Right, right. Plus, but I also mean, like, him seeing that as proof doesn't really help him do anything, which is why he's like, we have to capture them. Right. But Copley kind of felt like, I don't know, he it seemed like he was trying to convey, like, hey, my job's done. Yeah, he's yeah, he's having some some issues with what he's he's, he's done. He's very disillusioned. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Andy appears in Afghanistan. So Niall actually, like, woke up. Her wound has completely healed. There's, like, no like signs that her throat was slit uh, and then like her like fellow soldier that was with her is like all weirded out by it and and then another like i guess commanding officer of hers is basically saying that she's gonna get sent somewhere yeah he says they're gonna be sent to germany for testing yeah presumably she's gonna become a lab rat like how the fuck is this person alive so so andy appears and basically like takes everybody out and then and then essentially just kidnaps Nile. Throws her in the back of like a military jeep thing, and um, then and then she's full Furiosa out in the desert. Yeah, it literally just looks like Furiosa. <laughs> and then uh, Niall escapes from the vehicle, and then uh, and then I basically told Brett like, if she's immortal, why wouldn't you just shoot her in the head and then just take her because she'll just regenerate, which is exactly what uh, <laughs> Andy does next. He just shoots her in the head. Yeah, you called that. That's the that's the best way to to take an immortal. Though I I do question whether or not if if they get their head completely chopped off, does like Highlander rules apply? <laughs> I don't think there can only be one. Well, like I mean, all right, we'll we'll get to another plot point later, but maybe there can, and they just haven't figured it out. Anyways, yeah, she shoots Nile in the head. Nile wakes up after she regens like really quick. And they kind of talk about it. She's like, you're, you're, you're immortal. You want to know what the hell's going on. You want answers. Come with me. And then she says that her name is Andromache the Scythian. So she's Greek. Andromache. Yeah. I just read it weird on my notes. <laughs> the only Andromache that I know is Hector's wife. But she wasn't a soldier. I mean, I saw like a Wikipedia entry or something that said she's 
6,000 years old, which is a question that keeps coming up in the movie and is never answered, but I assume that's probably from the graphic novel or it's just gleaned from history, I guess. I wonder if we'll get more info if there is actually a sequel. Oh, something yeah, she- something else I saw uh, earlier today before we recorded was somebody saying that it's sad that uh, Keanu Reeves isn't in the movie as Keanu Reeves because the popular theme that uh, Keanu Reeves is immortal. Isn't uh, Nick Cage, too? Is he? I, I think he's just like... I think uh, that's a picture of Nick Cage from like 1912 or something. It looks exactly like Nick Cage. I don't know about the Nick Cage one. I know, I know I've know. i seen the insanely old pictures of Keanu Reeves, uh, like the portraits that look like they're Keanu Reeves. Yeah. But anyways, the, the reason I bring it up is because uh, Charlize responded to that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and she's like, you know, being immortal wouldn't be so bad if Keanu was around. So I wonder if that's hinting at him maybe making a guest appearance in a sequel. Sure. All right. So back to the story. They get on a plane with some Russian drug runner. And then we get some more immortality shenanigans on the plane. Andy gets like locked and tied up. Now he's trying to like basically hold the pilot at gunpoint and forcing him to land. And Andy just in Russian tells the guy to play dead. So then Niall starts freaking out because she's going to die in the plane. And Andy's like, it doesn't matter if we die in the plane because he can't die. And then uh, she gets released to to try to fix the plane. And then they end up having like an Amazonian warrior fight kind of thing, which Niall holds up pretty well, considering that that Andy's got like 6,000 years of combat training. Yeah, I feel like that fight wouldn't be anywhere near as close. As yeah, it was. I was expecting her to absolutely get destroyed because all this person's done for this many years is fight. But it does seem like maybe Andy's holding back until, you know, she doesn't. Yeah, and she ends up like her bones. breaking her arms and legs. Yeah. And then we see the bones reset themselves in regen. That's cool. Yeah, so now just kind of finally admits, you know, she's immortal. She needs to know what the hell's going on. They meet up at the safe house with the rest of the old guard. And everyone kind of just talks about their origins and how old they are. So Booker's the, the newest one from 1812, which we know. But apparently um, Nikki and Joe were from like the Crusades and yep. killed each other. And then fell in love. And then fell in love. And then I don't remember which one's which. Is Joe Jafar? I don't know. It doesn't one, of them, one of them is Jafar. Because I just know that it bothered me the entire time because I was like, I know that face. I have no idea what he's from. And then he was Jafar from a lab. Yeah, he looked a little little different, different hair and stuff. And then they discuss two other immortals. Um, so another one whose name I don't remember, the one that died. So apparently at some point, with no explanation, you can just lose your immortality. You stop regenerating and then you die. And they don't know how, when or how that happens. And apparently it's not based on age because Andy's yeah, the Andy's, oldest one. Andy's by far the oldest and she's seen, you know, yeah. one of her friends who came after her die. Yeah. And then the other one we discuss is uh, Quinn, but the name is spelled really weird. For no reason. I assume it's because, is she supposed to be like... I think she's supposed to be Chinese. Maybe Japanese. Chinese probably makes more sense, but like, I feel like the name pronunciation would be different. But anyways, Quinn. But so she and Andy were basically captured and then tried as witches. And like, Well, they were together for like probably a thousand years right but so yeah they're they're tried as witches because they do the the bullshit test of killing you to see if you're a witch and if you survive you're a witch 
and of course they survive all these things. Yeah, they like hang them and and they were gonna burn them and all this shit. They eventually decide they're gonna do something else. They take Quinn, they stick her in like an iron coffin thing, and then just throw her off a boat in the sea somewhere so that she can you know drown forever. And the uh, the old guard searches for her for a while. They never find her. So, so she's. My question is, since that clearly worked, why didn't they do the same thing to Andy? Like, did she escape while that happened? Or I assume so. Okay. Well, because based on the timeline, wouldn't the other think, two are think, part yeah, of the Joe, team? Joe though. and yeah. Nikki were around, and yeah, presumably they, you know, had that connection, so they found her and freed her, probably. Yeah. That yeah, that's kind of just alluded to. It's not real clear. Right, right. Yeah, they, so they they never found Quinn. So like she's been drowning and dying for five hundred years. Well, yeah, they they. I mean, they made it sound like they had lost their connection to her, and they assumed like she was actually dead. Finally, I don't know. That was the implication to me because then, like, why wouldn't they keep searching? I don't know. Like, especially with modern technology, I feel like it'd be much easier to figure out. I have no idea because they don't really explain how the thing works. The only reason she's really brought up is because Niall sees her in like a bad dream. Right. So I don't know why Niall's still seeing her and the others aren't unless they just gave up. They could have just given up. Yeah. It's too impossible to find her. I mean, if you're immortal, can't you just like try to just do like a kind of ocean walk kind of thing? Like how, how does that work? Like when you come back from drowning, do you get like brand new auction for a little bit? Or do you just start immediately drowning again? I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. So she's talking to Andy about something, and the safe house gets attacked. They come back inside. They just find Booker, who's like kind of blown up, and chest kind of open and kind of left dead. The other two are gone. He kind of revivifies and then tells them that, you know, they were like ambushed while watching TV. And he doesn't know what happened to the two yet. But the bad guys apparently don't just want two immortals. They need all of them. So Which in their makes no sense makes no sense. It's just greediness. Try to for, capture all of them. Come on. It, literally, you just need you one. Can't but I, 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 I can understand two. I can understand well, two. Two makes sense. But I mean, you could get away with one. Two's better. You don't need four. Well, yeah. And, and we should mention they wanted four. They had no idea Nile existed. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, anyways, so they come back to try to take more people out, which is a bad idea because Andy uh, kills everyone because she's awesome. And then they take off from that safe house and head to a different safe house they have in Val. <laughs> yeah, Val d'Argent, France. Sure. I probably mispronounced that, but whatever. Val d'Argent, France. <laughs> Valdergant, France. All right, so it's another safe house, but it has a bunch of old, cool stuff. We see like Greek helmets and like an old Renoir. And then while they're kind of getting their shit together, there Andy goes out for a walk, quote unquote. But really, she's going to the convenience store and buying a bunch of like medical. She has no idea what like med aid stuff. Oh yeah, she has no idea what. She's never had to do this, but basically, like she's not healing anymore. She got uh, the, stabbed in a in a fight and just never healed from it. And then the clerk lady like helps her out to clean it all up. But it seems kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just kind of starting to restore Andy's faith in humanity because this random stranger 
you know, decided to help her and, and didn't ask her what's going on and whatever. I guess. It, it was kind of a, yeah, it, it could have been done better. Well, yeah, she goes home. Their next plan is basically to go and attack Copley at his home. Try to get more information about where... Home slash work. He lives at the top of the corporate building. Does he? Oh, sorry, Copley. No, 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 sorry. I th- I meant Merrick. That's right. Yeah, I was like, it looked like Copley was at a nice house. Well, yeah, but um, first Copley does meet with Merrick uh, at the, the lab, the corporate building, and like he starts to get really concerned here because they take samples from Joe and Nikki, and he's like, all right, you know, you're done. And Merrick's like, no, 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 we can't let them go. We they're their product. A competitor could get wind of them or you know, whatever. They have to stay here until we figure out what's going on. Yeah. And Copley's kind of like, that's not cool. Yeah, Merrick's like a kind of tropey uh, evil bad guy. Yeah. So, anyways, they get to Copley at his home, but what but before they actually go in to ha- to like kind of attack the, the house. Niall doesn't want to be a part of it. She's already like having issues with the one guy she killed that killed her. Like she's having a hard time living with the guilt of killing another human being. She doesn't and want to she, be involved in this thing. Yeah, she also really wanted to see her family. And Booker told the story of, you know, he watched his sons grow old and, and one of them died of cancer. And as he was on his deathbed, like he went to talk to him. And his son, who was like 30 years older, realized that his dad hadn't aged at all and apparently got like really pissed off that he wasn't sharing his gift of immortality, even though, you know, he tried to explain that's not how it works. He's basically saying, like, it's better for you to disconnect from your family because you're just going to watch them grow old and die. And, you know, they're never going to understand what's happening to you. And they might resent you. But when she's at the, the compound at Copley's house, she basically says, like, look, I have a couple of years before they can figure out what's going on. I have to just spend what time I have with them. Right. And so Andy just kind of hands her one of the guns, basically tells her to, like, stay safe and, and lets her leave. Yeah, she says, you know, take my gun, take the car before you leave. Just dump everything. So she leaves, but then she checks the gun and sees that it's not loaded even though Booker had set up all the guns and stuff for them. And then she realizes some shit's up. And then we cut back to Andy and Booker heading into Copley's home. And then, yeah, it's a trap because Booker's working with them. Uh, He's the one that gave Copley the information because he wanted them to be tested on so that hopefully they could find out what makes them immortal so that they could die finally. Yeah, he's just been suffering his whole immortal life apparently and, and just one stand it yeah so they both get drugged out uh, andy gets shot he he shoots her to stop her yeah he, he shoots thinks, her you okay. know that's the easy way to stop someone that's immortal you just shoot them They'll right heal but she she's not healing and he's like oh fuck why didn't you tell me that it stopped for you and then yeah he kind of regrets her being there and it's like she's not immortal didn't take her but everyone gets taken to the the evil like lab where yeah, it's not yeah, a Merrick, volcano, though. Merrick shows up and again, Copley's kind of like, whoa, you, you don't need to take her. She's not immortal. Yeah, but then he's all like, I'm evil. And then, uh, and then takes her. Then, yeah, they're they're like strapped in and tested on by the creepy doctor lady. And yeah, Niall 
turns around, heads back to Copley's, confronts him, and then she he shows her his like conspiracy board is what I like to call it whenever I see all these like random things connected together. Yeah, and I mean, I guess for him it was a conspiracy for a long time, but then it yeah. just became truth. <laughs> yeah, well, I think most conspiracy theorists believe they found the truth. But he actually he, did. He actually did, yeah. So anyways, it, it's just like a whole board that kind of shows the old guard throughout like history and what they did. Like, but uh, predominantly he, Andy. Like right. he has a fixation on her almost in a healthy way. But like people that she saved would end up like doing something that was like good for humanity. Yeah, she so, like saved someone that stopped a nuclear bomb. So she indirectly saved a million people by saving that one person. Right. And then uh, some other like medical research and other stuff. So like it's just the old guard's been around for so long and they've done so much good for humanity, which makes you question why he's an asshole and, and gave them up if he found out they were doing such good. He was torn up by grief over the death of his wife just a couple of years earlier. And like just saying, like, you know, at the end, she couldn't talk. She couldn't breathe. I, I, I want to end human suffering, which, yeah, make all of us immortal. That'll make things better. Yeah. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Anyways, so he agrees to help Nile find the lab so that she can do like a rescue mission. She ends up at the lab. He plans to go in with her. But he's like, she's like, no, you're not coming in because, you know, whoever goes in is going to die. And unlike you, when I die, I come back. So she goes in. We get like some some action set pieces there. She finds the uh, crew. Gets them all out. They're considering just leaving Booker there because he's a traitor. But and he's like, no, we'll figure that out later. And they all break out together, crew style. End up at the top of the building, which is the penthouse where the evil guy Dudley lives. Like, why would you be a cool, like, super evil? I, I guess that's one of his locations. He, he must not always live there. Like, if I was, like, a super rich evil guy, I'd also have, like, a cool other house somewhere and not just live well, you're in on England. top of have my a lair. Castle. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't live where you work. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But anyways, yeah, I also don't know why, but he, um, so Niall brought along, like, Andy had this, like, cool battle axe thing, uh, and then Niall dropped it, and then, like, the evil guy had picked it up and he was really holding it and he's really into this axe. I don't know why that was there to make at him all. more evil. I wonder if the axe had some sort of significance in the comics and they just wanted to have him hold it. Yeah, I, that it, it felt like it was supposed to have significance in the movie, but it was just it, a fucking. It axe. didn't. It was. It was. It was a cool axe, but it was just an axe. Like yeah. watching uh, Andy kill people with axes was cool. Because she uses a fireman's axe when she can't find her battle axe. Yeah, and they were trying to protect her as they were like moving through right, the right. building and stuff. And she eventually kind of gave up and was like, fuck it, if I die, I die. And just, yeah, grabbed a fire axe and went went ham. Yeah, and then, yeah, Niall tackles evil bad guy through a window and falls into a car. Well, Andy stabs him in the neck with the axe first. Oh, does she? I don't remember that part. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. It was a callback to the play dead from the plane scene. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, bad guy dead. Then they all leave in a car. And then I don't remember if there was a title card that this was later. I assume so. But there are all... No, no, no. That happens oh, later. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. 
They yeah. just yeah went back to somewhere in Paris. They just went London. to lunch somewhere. I assume yeah. a different day and not just cleaned up and went to lunch the same day. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, who knows? They, you got You're hungry after a fight. Come on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, anyways, they go to lunch and they basically are just debating what the hell to do about Booker because he he betrayed all of them, and uh, they decide that he's going to be exiled for a hundred years. That like he has no contact with them for one hundred years. Then they'll meet up back at the spot to the day and then then he is forgiven which i mean he's only 200 years old that does seem a little harsh yeah yeah, for him i guess i mean comparatively like what the other ones have been along for andy's six thousand. she's gonna die though she she lost her immortality so they basically kind of like say goodbye she's not gonna make it back here in 100 years because she's seemingly aging again now i would assume right? right I don't know. Maybe you have to die by uh, the blade. A warrior's death? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Maybe. Or maybe she'll get her uh, immortality back. Maybe it was because she was giving up on the uh, humanity and the, the idea of the plan and everything. Maybe it's because she got so disillusioned she lost her immortality. We won't know until sequel time. I don't know. I mean, they kind of, they kind of set it up that Niall was taking over. Yeah. We'll see. Anyways. I don't know. He kind of deserved it. He fucked them all over. That's horrible. That's that's like a complete betrayal of of the only people that are like basically your that's like betraying your family. Well, hang on. The guy that really fucked them and tracked them down and shit, Copley. They basically go back to his house and offer him a fucking job. Right, but I think they give it to they they. I think they they don't consider themselves like human anymore. So they expect like the regular humans to fuck up and make mistakes. But they've been alive for so long that's like we're all we have. Don't yeah. fuck each other over. I guess I get that. Yeah. So also that's probably part of Niall's kind of leadership thing because she was gonna let Booker off with an apology. Right. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, yeah. So they they basically team up with Copley and he's gonna help them find specific people to save or help and keep them hit. And keep them hidden. I mean, ex-CIA kind of fits. He's he's their guy in the chair. Pretty much. Yeah. But also probably kind of their handler. I guess. Uh, and so next is when we cut to six months later. Right. So we see Booker. He's just still in France. He's drunk. He drunkenly comes home. As doors open, he finds an intruder. And it's... Dun-dun-dun. Quinn. She, uh... She escaped from her metal coffin box thing. Which, if if she hadn't been there, that would have been a huge, like, kind of waste. Oh, yeah, for sure, that whole sure. character. So the, I, you kind of saw that coming. You had to see that coming. Yeah, deadened the impact of it, but also that it's just like, oh, she's going to be the big bad in the next one. Like, it, it just set up the whole thing to be, there's more later. Right, right. Like, to be honest, like, I originally thought that the reason that people knew about them being immortal and shit would have been her, like, secretly being the bad guy of this movie. Because why else tell this story? Yeah, that would have been better that she was behind the scene, behind Copley. Right. That's what I originally thought was going to happen. But that's not the case. But I assume she's going to be the pseudo bad guy for the sequel. Though, I don't know, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah, maybe she... That's I would assume she's the bad guy. She, she's resentful they never found her for the 500 years. Yeah, of course. But, yeah, I don't but know. But she has nothing against Booker because he wasn't immortal at the time. And 
he's already a traitor, so she can use him. I don't, yeah, whatever. Sure, whatever. Anyways, so yeah, the entire movie basically sets up that there's going to be a sequel. So I assume there's going to be a sequel because this movie did well enough, I think, in terms of people watching it and talking about it, even though I don't know if it did critically as well. I can't imagine so. Yeah, I mean, it's not I, a great I don't think movie. Netflix gives a shit. Yeah, that's true, too. I mean, by Netflix I mean, standards, it's yeah. a great movie. Critically, by Netflix standards, this is their best movie, probably. I think it's Maybe what, like, number... It's probably, like, number... Well, it's number two on our action movies, because Extraction's number one. I can't think of what else there is. All I can think of is Extraction and Klaus and Last Days of American Crime. Six Underground, and... the first movie we did with uh, Anthony Mackie. There's a few action movies we did. All of them sucked. So this is the second best action movie. Fair enough. Yeah. Still not saying much. I know. I'm just saying. By Netflix standards, this is a good movie. By actual standards, this is a very, this is a very, very extended TV pilot. uh, Yeah. That just is a world builder and not that interesting. So yeah, five out of ten makes sense. I am interested to see what can come of it. And I'm kind of curious to check out the comic book and see if there's some more stuff. I heard that there's a plot point that they left out of this movie that is important in the sequel comic series. Which interesting is also interesting because this was written by the guy that wrote the comics. Yeah. So, so why he would he choice to not? Yeah. Something that people think is important in the the graphic novel. I don't yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Anyway, that's about it. Uh, there's not much to say. It's, you know, pretty mediocre. I mean, the the action's pretty good, but there's not much story there. The world's interesting. The characters are interesting, but it's all just to set up another movie. So yeah. Nothing's answered yet. So, like, I am curious, at least. uh, I I will will watch the sequel. Hopefully it answers more questions. But, yeah, this answers nothing. Paul Blart 4, The Older Guard? (laughs) You mean, now we have to use that intro. But you can cut that out, too. (laughs) Paul Blart 4, The Eternals? It's a Marvel crossover. Yeah, what? Yeah, you got too much going on there. I mean, I wonder if this could. I mean, other than being a Harry Potter crossover and a, and a Mad Max crossover, I wonder what else this could cross over with. We don't need to go down that road. <laughs> Anyways, uh, interesting enough for a watch. There's a reason people keep recommending it. It means not horrible. So I, I'd say check it out if you didn't. Uh, I mean, even with us going over the synopsis, there's not that much content to the movie. It doesn't really ruin much of it. <laughs> So you can just kind of watch it regardless. Yeah, and I I mean, I have no idea. Uh, Obviously, neither of us have read the graphic novel, so no idea how it compares, but I'm guessing not as good. Uh, I don't know. I usually feel like most of the comics feel better than adaptations. I don't know. I'll have to check it out. I will check it out, though, because it's only like five issues. It's, It's just graphic novel length. So for for this one, but for the first one, yeah. the second one's also sequel. five more. So, yeah. Okay. yeah, it's not a lot. Which also explains why it's probably not a show, because there's a lot of source material to work off. Right. And and the fact that it's so new and the guy that is writing the comic is also writing the movie. So he probably doesn't have that much time on his hands. Yeah. I don't know. I'm interested in, in the sequel with Keanu. 
as a vampire. Maybe they're vampires. I, I still think they might be secret vampires. Where do the were- werewolves come in? Uh, I don't know. Um, so whenever we see shirtless people, that's that's how werewolves work, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Twilight. I don't Castle. know. <laughs> did, did they sparkle when they went into the sun? <laughs> it's gonna be the dumbest, the dumbest sunlight mechanic for any vampires. All right, <laughs> don't watch Twilight. <laughs> That's our not recommendation this week. That's our not recommendation. Never watch Mad Max and Harry Potter. Yeah, even Robert Pattinson doesn't like Twilight or Kristen Stewart. I don't think anybody that was in Twilight likes the fact that they were in Twilight. I bet Taylor Lautner does. He's never done anything else. I don't know. Maybe he hates Twilight because he feels like because he did Twilight, he's never done anything else. Eh, I don't know about that. I don't know. Nobody likes Twilight. The main characters don't like Twilight. Don't watch Twilight. Go watch Harry Potter or uh, Interview with a Vampire or any other vampire show or movie. Buffy. Go watch Buffy. Buffy's good, too. Or watch this movie, which has nothing to do with vampires. I don't know why I brought up vampires. I'm tired. Because you thought it was vampires. <laughs> it it could have been. Yeah, that would have made it worse. Probably. Or Although not. I hope some it of could have them... been a Buffy crossover. I, I kind of hope some of the mystique is explained. Like there is a reason behind it, but uh, I kind of feel like it's not. What's your, what's your what's your what's your guess if they do explain it? I don't know. Magic, Harry Potter. Alright, yeah. Just watch this movie. It was fine. And hopefully the sequel will be better. I assume they're getting a sequel. And thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us on all the popular social media sites at StreamablePod and listen to the podcast on your favorite platforms. Please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review.